Broadcasting live to the world now, it's Sheila Zelensky. This is a very sinister Luciferian eugenics plan. These spineless weasels preach what people want to hear. They replace repentance with dreams of the good life. Mindless minions. Dying daily, taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing have been superseded with name it and claim it. And as dark as I know it looks out there, the good news is that God is advancing his kingdom. And it's very exciting to be a part of his great commission. It's Sheila Zelensky. Zelensky Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, and time watchwoman, Sheila Zelensky. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this March 1st, 2016 edition of the Sheila Zelensky Show. Thank you for tuning in from around the globe. It is my last show. I'm off to the Augusto Prez. Houston, Texas event this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, March 4th through the 6th. You're going to want to make a trip to Houston, Texas this weekend, my friends. And then the week after, I'm on Skywatch TV with Tom Horn. I'm very excited about that. And of course, March 18th through the 20th, here the Watchmen Revival event. That is going to be fantastic. So if you plan to be attending any of those events, please do bring a copy of my book with you and I will sign it. I'd be glad to do that. And if you have not got a copy of Green Gospel, folks, go to greengospel.ca today and do pick up a copy. It does effectively demolish what you think you know about this green agenda. After all, as Leonardo DiCaprio said, it is acceptance speech. It's all about climate change. So there you have it. Folks, we have a fantastic show today. It's the last show that I'll be doing until I return after these events. So I'll be back on the air April 1st. So please do bookmark that. Remember, this broadcast is 100% listener funded. It's uncensored, unbiased, and uncut. And there's very few of these programs on the air. All the information to support the show is there on the donate button at weekendvigilante.com. Today, I am very excited to bring you my guest. He is a regular on the show, a good friend of the program. And let me tell you, it is my pleasure to welcome back to the program. He really needs no introduction. Author, researcher, and watchman extraordinaire, Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. Steve, welcome to the program. It's a pleasure to have you on today. Well, Sheila, an amazing time to be together, especially in lieu of the fact that there's so much to talk about. It's almost like uh, you probably taking up on it, but someday we need to do a marathon, multi-hour presentation from start to finish. We're at the point now where, do you know what will be the determining factor? As I was praying after we talked earlier this morning, just setting up the time, the determining factor will be this question. Who do men say that I am? 
Jesus speaking, because we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today, and uh, you know, I know what's on your heart. Christians have abdicated the uniqueness of the Lord Jesus Christ. They become cowards. They're fearful. They want to be politically correct. And in doing so, the thief, the devil, has come to basically rob, kill, and destroy. And unfortunately, the politically correct Christians have paid the way either for eternal life or eternal damnation. So that's kind of the setting for today, Sheila, because again, one of the things I do appreciate about you the most is that you are not ashamed of Jesus. But you and I both know a lot of people on talk radio, especially the non-Christian patriotic community, does not even want to acknowledge Jesus. I think the bottom line is we're faced with the same choice, either Jesus or Barabbas. And so today we're going to talk about the only reason that Islam is flourishing is because Christians are diminishing. And Jesus said that we're being trodden underfoot, being trodden underfoot, excuse me, and our lights we've allowed to go out. So kind of that's a little introduction. I think it's important that people understand that no matter what events take place in the political arena, no matter what events take place in the world's battlefields or in the world's corporate headquarters, it all comes down to this statement. Who is Jesus in your life? And if he's not in your life, then you've lost it all. Absolutely. Well, and you know, one of the things that is so stunning lately to me, Steve, and this is frightening. Of course, we saw new horrific details emerging of how this nanny beheaded the four-year-old girl and paraded through the streets of Moscow with her severed head. I just It's just stunning. This woman dressed in a burqa, she threatened to blow herself up as she was nearing a Moscow metro station. She's holding up the little girl's head and she's shouting, Allah Akbar. Now, what is stunning about this culmination, the coalescence of the Islamic takeover, Steve, is it's not only crickets chirping in the mainstream media that this lady was a Muslim, she was troubled and maybe mentally ill and everything but the kitchen sink, but let's not call her a terrorist. Dear God, Steve, it's time for this PC crap to come to an end. I am so fed up with this mantra and rhetoric. Oh, it's un-American not to embrace people who want to slit our throats faster than Al Sharpton can spell racism. There is an intense cross-pollination, Steve, here of Antichrist spirit meets spirit of death. America is now under a spirit of death curse, I believe, until Americans repent, Steve. Absolutely. And unfortunately, even the churches, the mega churches, I don't know of one. Now, look, I don't watch Christian TV and I don't watch uh, anything related to them, okay? I'm in the highways and byways, as your broadcast is too, Sheila. We're going out and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. But how about this for a basic statement? You know, I, I often state, you've heard me say it a lot of times, that we've got to get back to the red letter version of the Word of God. That's the, one, the words of Jesus. And Jesus said, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father, which is in heaven. And I think this is the critical issue. You can argue all of the points and counterpoints. That's what I do. That's what you do. We present points, and we're usually the countering force to the evil force. But the bottom line is too many people simply do not believe who claim a Christian heritage or claim a, um, let's say, that they're contemporary Christians, they don't know Jesus. 
And more importantly, Jesus doesn't know them. For when they get before the throne of God and the judgment seat of the great white throne judgment, if they don't know Jesus Christ, and the judgment seat of Christ, two separate judgments, one's for the reward of the righteous, the other's for the damnation of the wicked, all of the words, all of their half-heartedness, their political correctness, their denying the king of glory, all that's going to come before them, and they're going to be smitten in their hearts, and they're going to know that they know that they know that they chose the fellowship and friendship with the world and became enemies of God. See, this is the thing. Let's just call it what it is. March 1st, okay? I'm not saying this for a pun. It'll come off that way. But as time marches on, so do all of our destinies take another, how should I say this, turn for the decisions we're going to make. And you know, since I've been on talk radio, one of the things I've always shared with everyone is the fact that you have nothing in a calling except God gives it to you. And, uh, Sheila, I'm going to be uh, surprised to watch, I'm sure you will too, just the cowardice increase and denying the very Lord. The Scripture says denying the very Lord Jesus who saved them. That's the time we're in. And that's coming from Christendom. Why would not the Muslims take over the ground they've taken? Because Christians abdicated that. You know, one of the neatest revelations I have, when Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan, that means follow after me. If the gospel is not not only presented but maintained, then come the hordes from hell, destroying all that which came before. Now, obviously, God's people, those who he loves and they love him, are protected and taken to glory when they pass away. But we're in a time where political correctness is absolutely nothing more than the mind control of the minions of hell. Mm, That's a good one, Steve. Well, and truth has really become a revolutionary act. We have no problem throwing a Marine out of a town hall, booing him just because he's asking questions and telling the truth. Well, what did George Orwell say? He said, you know, in times of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. So, you know, this is an important message to you because we're spiraling at breakneck speed into a complete satanically induced hellish meltdown. The reactor rods are kind of all going off at once here. We're really at a time like no other time in history of the world. And Jesus said there wouldn't be anything like it again. And it's like a nature hike through Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel. When I read your website, it's like everything is rolled into one. Well, I think you said it best, like a sandwich, you know, outside is Daniel, the revelation. Daniel 12 talks about people going ravening mad and the wickedness increasing when we are embracing Chrislam, I mean, Steve, what is wrong with people that they would even think of this devilish religion being okay on any level? Well, number one, they don't understand the history of it. They don't understand even the blessing of Jacob upon Esau in you know, Genesis chapter 27, verse 40, and by the sword shall they live. And the bottom line is, is that I don't think Christians understand the history of brave men in God that brought them to the point where they could even know truth from fiction. And this is the idea. See, it's just like you and I were talking, you know, before the uh, show, there are 129 Nobel Prizes to the Jews. There are seven, seven yeah. to uh, Muslims, okay? Now, obviously, the war between Islam and 
and Christianity is raging, but the war between Islam and Judaism and uh, Israel, the nation, is the contention. And how is it that that little spot in the Middle East, you know, how is it that one capital city, and it's God's city originally, it has nothing to do with the Dome of the Rock, it has nothing to do with any of that, but it's the most contested point in the world. And I'll tell you why. Because Satan wants to move from his seat in uh, Turkey to his seat in Jerusalem. And see, this is the thing that bothers me. People don't believe the Bible. I can't tell you how many sold-out-to-hell Christians. Now, that almost seems like an oxymoron. Yeah. That seems harsh. But Sheila, share, share what that, that woman said to you about political correctness in Christianity, because I want you to share it and share with your listening audience. I get that all the time. Go ahead. Well, well, the stunning thing to me is we have a very biblically anemic nation of people that think that we are just supposed to embrace this devilish, antichrist, Islamic, hellish nightmare. And, you know, she said to me, that's not very Christian, Sheila, too. You know, I think my post was something on Facebook like, you know, we have just absolutely, we're in the dung heap in America that we're in, Steve, because of the fact that these, well, not only do we have howdy duty, that's the best America can do is Mr. Water Down the Gospel. But I said, Canada and America should hang its head in shame. What a bunch of neutered cowards we have let in the pulpit, embracing people that would slit your throat in a heartbeat. Islam is right out of the bowels of hell. The Quran is evil. Peaceful religion, Steve? Yeah. A piece of a dead body here, a piece of a dead body there. And the West is officially in the dung heap that it's in because of godless, soulless pagans that are supporting this antichrist religion of Islam. So, of course, Christians descended on me like a swarm of mad locusts saying, it's un-American not to embrace other people. We want to get them saved. I don't have time for demons, Steve. That's the doctrine of devils. Yep. What does the scripture say? This day and age that people will no longer endure sound doctrine. Here's the thing. You cannot put Jesus Christ in the same parenthetical bracket or the same breath as Mohammed, except to show the difference. I'm going to read John 10. I can guarantee you 99% of Christians may be able to quote one verse, but let me share this. May I, Sheila? Because this yes. is an indictment against the, those who have abandoned the faith, okay? Jesus speaking in John chapter 10. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goes before them, the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were they were hearing, which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. The question we have to ask every listener, what shepherd or what entity are you listening to? Jesus said, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. 
The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Now listen to this. We all know where this is going if we know John chapter 10. But he that is a hireling, and I'll add in there my parenthetical paid pulpit hack, okay? That's that's my <laughs> statement. Paid pulpit hack, and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. And the wolf catches them, and scatters the sheep. The majority of Christians that I'm speaking to, the ones that are following Jesus, can no longer stay in a, how shall I say this, in the wolf den, okay? They do not stand up for Jesus, those that are staying in the wolf dens, you know, the, the mainstream mega mansions or mega... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. I'm, I'm really trying to be nice. And when I say nice, I'm biting my tongue, Sheila. I know. But in the mega mansions of worship of self, there we go, mega yeah. mansions of worship of self, meaning the mega churches, the one name that is forsaken, is forgotten, is basically hidden and obscured, and nobody wants to name it, is Jesus Christ. And why is that? Because Jesus said, I didn't bring, come to bring peace to the earth. I came to bring a sword. And that's what's fascinating. The, the adoption of the word Christians by those who deny the very Lord who saved them is anathema. It is absolutely insane. You know, so, so you and I have talked about the hirelings, and Jesus said this, I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, and I might take it again. Now here's an important issue, and then we'll go on. No man taketh it from me, Jesus speaking, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. This commandment have I received of my Father. So in there, there's no room for political correctness. There's no room for doctrines of devils. There's no room. But the idea is simply this. The authority that the believer is given, the, the, the true power is in the name of Jesus. And, and see, this is the thing that drives most people crazy. You know, you've gotten it too, I'm sure. Now, I don't do, uh, you know, devil book. I know, I know that you do. I'm not picking on you for that. I know that there are Christians that believe they're having a, um, you know, a, a ministry and obviously social media and all that stuff, you know. But the idea now is this. And that's not, by the way, I want to make this clear. I'm not taking a swipe or condemning anybody that does that. That's between them and God. I took the position when it first came out, I won't have anything to do with it. Twitters and tweets. You know what a tweet is? I, I don't know if you know this, but a tweet and a twit, and, and there's another <laughs> derivation of that word, are very, very negative, okay? And so, you know, while well, everybody's Twittering, tweeting, and uh, fascist book, it's a web, you know, and I'll tell everybody this. When you see how Facebook and how Google and all those guys got their financing, it was all the probably what the biggest intelligence gathering operation in the history of the world. Marcus Wolf, who was the head of the East German Stasi, when he set up the internal spy mechanisms, basically everybody was spying on everybody, but the state of intelligence gathering pretty much morphed at the speed of light, and 
they knew two things. Those who designed this thing in the background, and obviously the power of hell and the fallen angels directing them, but people were losing touch with the world around them because they were doing it because of all the electronic gaming and everything. And, and most people don't understand this. They, you know, People get mad at me for saying this, but all the electronics out there, whether we're watching this, watching that, listening to this, listening to that, punching this, punching that, meaning keyboards, you know, we're all changing the way we think, okay? And so what is relevant to this statement in, in regards to what we're talking about today, Sheila, is people are alienated from God, and the devil inserts a artificial environment, and I call it virtual world, and by inserting the virtual world, people can no longer relate to the real world or, or, or those around them. I, I go into a restaurant. Even it's interesting. I see people on a date, and usually, you know, they're pulling out their, what do you call it, iPhones or whatever. Now, I have one. I don't take it all the time. I use a flip phone most of the time, but I refuse when I go out with my wife, where I go out with friends, I refuse to take a phone with me. Yeah. I think it's disgusting, but what this is doing is alienating people from being able to relate to each other, and ultimately, you know this, uh, we are seeing the creation of the Borg. People can no longer communicate with each other. I mean, I literally, and I tell the story, I know of a couple, they're Christians, when they get in a fight, you know what they do? They sit in the same bed, and they text each other. Wow. Before the Lord, I'm not making this up. Oh, no, I agree with you. There's something very wrong with this picture. And again, it's just data mining on steroids, all this social media. The one label of Facebook, I don't know if you saw this, but the logo, Steve, is actually the Masonic label pin, fairly high up Masonic symbol. I mean, fascist book is a Mark Zuckerberg creation. It's not surprising. He is the grandson of Rockefeller. That's been vetted. And speaking of virtual reality, you just mentioned something, and it reminded me as we were talking about Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg purchased Oculus Rift, and he just announced back a few weeks ago that he was going to start shipping the Oculus Rift out at the end of this month. It'll be $600. Now get this, one of their little pamphlets that someone sent me, Steve, said on the top, the magic, there's that word, of presence. It says, Rift's advanced display technology combined with its precise low latency constellation tracking system enables the sensation of presence. The feeling is if you're actually there, the magic of presence changes everything. You've never experienced immersion like this. Now think about the fact that, you know, even now they say that 70% of men in the church struggle with porn. Now can you imagine where Oculus is going to take that 3D dimensional lust to a whole new level? And I'll leave it at that. But we have absolutely morphed into this culture of idolatry, lust, witchcraft, mind control, deception at its finest. Speaking of deception, look at good old CFR member Rick Chrislam Warren, purpose-driven huckster. I mean, merging Christianity with Islam. Are you kidding me, Steve? Telling his church congregants, we need to embrace more religions. We've got the Pope out there fusing a one-world religion. And now we've got Oculus Rift for all the children to have an, a magic experience. I mean, this is like Caligula-level craziness meets, as you say, circus ridiculous, Steve. Well, here's the definition of Rift, okay? 
you're going to love this, a situation which two people, groups, etc., no longer have a friendly relationship, wow. a deep crack or opening in the ground, a rock, etc., a break in the earth's crust, maybe it's a break in the human's cranium, okay? The point being is simply this, they no longer have a friendly relationship. It's fascinating. I'll tell you what, and because I cover this in Xenogenesis, Xenogenesis is one of, a really important book of mine. Uh, it, it, it covered all of the artificial intelligence issues. Now, the, every day something comes out, so I'd have to update that hourly. But the whole point was the, the point in virtual pornography, the point in robotic sex, is the end of the human seed. It yes. is another way. Men won't need women, and women won't need men. And the idea is simply this, to give them all the experience, to give them the pleasure center, everything. But it is impersonal. And, I, I, you know, Oculus Rift, what does the word Oculus mean? Well, Oculus obviously has to do with ocular. So it's talking about the visual disintegration of relationship. In other words, in the virtual world, it started with the harm, but I want to make this statement because I know nothing about video game playing, so I don't pretend to be an expert, okay? I am not an expert on video games, nor football, basketball, baseball, or any sport, spectator sport. But saying that, I understand what's going on. You know, Sheila, when I first wrote about this, and I'm only saying this, I am on record as saying I could not know what I know unless God taught me or he brought the people that know. I, I sometimes feel like, uh, you know, Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing outside of the grace of God, outside of the calling that God has given to me. And you've taken up the mantle, too, of a watchman. But more than that, of someone who stands for Jesus. You know, <clears throat> the idea is this. If you notice, because you're on Facebook, I'm not, but I know a lot of people that are on Facebook, and I tell them all the same thing. I'm consistent. You know, you're not going to win arguments in that arena when even the argument is being overseen by a computer program and actual people that work for the people that want to frustrate, come against, denigrate, and diminish Christian testimony. In essence, most people on Facebook don't know that they're running uh, alongside probably a real person, but there's also an AI program running artificial intelligence running in the background. Have you ever considered that? Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And I'm getting banned for life off Facebook if I mention one more not-so-politically-correct statement one more comment on Islam and lynch mob is going to suspend me forever. So currently I'm on one foot in a banana peel and one foot in the grave when it comes to posting on Facebook, which is really a good segue to where we're at. I mean, so much for the First Amendment. Free speech is a thing of the past. Just be a nice, good little compliant minion and be politically correct because after all, PC is the order of the day. And back to this video game scenario that you mentioned, Steve. And, and this is a good segue because, I mean, there's this litany of wild, mutant, hybrids, hideous creatures, demons. Do you notice everything on TV lately is fantasy, sorcery, occult, it's demons and dragons. Then you have the X-Files. Of course, it's Fox Mulder and his pal Dana Scully are back. And, and what is amazing is, I mean, it really is like a government psyop. And it's really classically conditioning people to, we've talked about this before, embrace the idea 
of the arrival of the aliens, isn't it? I'm glad you brought that up because when I wrote Empire Beneath the Ice and I said how the Nazis won World War II, a lot of people, I mean, you know, absolutely, let's just say this, ignorance multiplied by morons, multiplied by denial does not make for an intelligence conversation, intelligence conversation. (laughs) Vox Mulder, you know, the whole point of the last X-Files series was uh, my struggle, Mein Kampf. The beginning of the six-part series was Mein Kampf. And let's go to the X-Files. Basically, what Tom Horn and I and others have been warning against is the whole alien card that's going to be played. In the last episode, the only people that are, are safe from the pandemic and the smoking man basically takes off his human face and he's an alien. Well, the only thing that saves mankind is the alien DNA. So Dana Scully takes her own blood and begins to try and build a, some form of a vaccine against it, but they have to use the alien DNA. So what is the message being sent? There will come a very dangerous pandemic. And the only way to be saved will be to get the vaccine that has been extracted or given to us, courtesy of the aliens who have been abducting humans to basically build the vaccine all these years. Isn't that lovely? Oh, you mean that weird, creepy elite guy? He was an alien? I thought it was David Rockefeller. Just throwing in a dig there. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Well, the deal is, is that, yeah, you know, you see him peeling off his face, and obviously you've got the classic alien, you know? Yeah. We're so primed. Everything, and you know this, you and I have done lots of shows together, and the thing that people don't understand, Hollywood is spelling it out for you. We are seeing it now in such real time that, You don't get it unless you understand that the only one that can lead us out of this morass, mayhem, and multitudinally faceted composite picture of hell is the Lord himself. I'm going to tell you something. You're seeing now in the denial of all of the Islamic atrocities, you're seeing the absolute putting forth of Albert Pike's World War III. You know, a lot of people get upset at that. Well, he didn't really say that in his letter to Giuseppe Mazzini, you know, that the Third Great World War would be instituted or initiated by building up the Muslims against the Christians, against the Jews. I'm paraphrasing. Having global war, so everybody kills each other off, and then the pure doctrine of Lucifer comes forth in the new creation, and it's the entire plan to do away with man. The majority of artificial intelligence and robotics, you know who's leading that whole world is the sex trade. I mean, look, here's the deal. This is something that I've never felt released by the Lord to deal with, and I I just won't, outside of the gentle way I've, I've tried to present it. But when you take into account the power of seduction, you can put it into the normal realm, but you can even go beyond that. You can go into the power of the spiritual realm. The power of seduction is is that it gives the seduce something they lack, they think they want, or they need. And then if you create false desire, false appetites, when I say false appetites, I'm talking real appetites, and the devil knows how God created man and woman initially to relate to each other, to be a unit and a, a representation of a godly marriage, 
the thing is, the devil is now divorcing everything. I think it also is interesting, Sheila, that based on the Deagle study, you know, I have two unmarried sons, and I, and I, you know, their favorite scripture, of course, seven, I'm teasing, I gave them that scripture that in those days, seven women will take hold of one man <laughs> and say, you know, and by the way, neither one of them are LDS. I'm just kidding, okay? But the point is, is that most people will see that and say, well, I don't get it. But where have all the men gone? It's like a laboratory Amazonian experiment coming. You see in the headlines of Drudge. Very soon, women won't need men because they have artificial sperm, you know? Very soon, men won't need women because they have artificial love bots. Stepford wives with a perpetual smile and a voracious appetite, you know? And I tell people... Don't go to the realm. A lot of people that are just starting their own blogs and stuff, I give them two words of advice. Don't copy everybody else's stuff. Focus in on a specialty. Find out everything you have and teach the people through your articles, you know. Start to develop the thought process that God gave you. So what's critical at this point, Sheila, is the truth. And there is no truth apart from Jesus Christ. You're seeing it. You're going to see it even beyond what I'm articulating today or trying to speak out on. You're going to see people you thought were conservatives. They're going to come out. Good night. The idea that Fox News is conservative? What mind melt LSD trip are you on? I have a son <laughs> that thinks that Fox tells the truth. Watch what, I'm going to say this, I'll be ahead of time. Watch who Megyn Kelly becomes. Watch what she becomes. That's all I'm going to say, okay? Watch who she hangs out with. A man is known by the company he keeps. In my opinion, you are going to see everybody not only coming out of the closet, but you're going to see them coming out from under the umbrella of deception. God is exposing them. And is there any doubt the word of the Lord is being fulfilled? You know when I said, and you and I first started talking on radio, I said before God destroys this country, America, he's going to reveal the sins of the leaders to the people, and the people sins before their God. Is this not a daily dose of heavenly court presenting evidence upon evidence, piece upon piece, precept upon precept, and people say, well, God would never destroy America because we're a Christian nation. Are you kidding me? The only time the entity in the White House ever told the truth was when he said America is no longer a Christian nation. The indictment is against the church. Something as simple as being spineless over abortion, being spineless over prayer in school. You're watching the decimation of the United States military. It's still, quote, got a uniform and maybe got some weapons. And put up a story yesterday that's really critical. Special Forces guys fighting in the weird parts of the world are having to buy their own gear. That's by design. Everything that's needed for the internal control, repression, and destruction of Christians, it has no problems with money, you know? And, and seriously, I don't think people understand how vulnerable we are. Meanwhile, everything is emotion. I will tell every writer out there that is using future tense words like, are we approaching, blah, blah, blah. Suck it up. Get some, uh, I'm trying to be nicer, Sheila. Get the mental fortitude, the internal fortitude. Get the position with God where the Bible's uh, statement that the righteous are as bold as lions. You know why most you know, people have a hard time with you? Spineless men are always threatened by strong women, okay? And I got news for everybody. Jericho 
fell because of Rahab. The place of women in the Bible, Sheila, thank you for all the times you have stuck up for me. We must stick up for each other. If somebody wants to take you on, they got to go through me. When they try and go through me, I send them back, just like you do for me and Pastor Langford, the orchestrated opposition against us and stuff we didn't even do. If you declare the scripture, if you say that they that sow discord amongst the brethren are an abomination to God, then you get people who one day are my friend lauding me and extolling me and David. Next minute, they're putting out a hit piece demanding we repent and Pastor Langford's coming off a fast 21 days. I'm praying fasting, not for 21 days. I went one meal a day, okay, for 21 days, not bragging. Then people send me emails saying, what a hypocrite. Listen, I know Pastor Langford. People have listened to me. Consistency is what we're about. I may be the most messed up human being in the world, but if God chooses to use me, then bless his name. And I can tell you this, I'd rather be a partial pot than a, uh, uh, a waste pot. I'll say it as that. If a man's thirsty and you got a half a cup of water, it beats no water at all. What's happening, Sheila, the devil has turned people who are religious against those who are walking with Jesus in the whole fight that uh, you know went on. I'm not going to address it by name, but just telling people, most people will know. One guy took me on, and I think you helped me in that. One guy took me on and took me apart with, what was it, 19 mentions of I, 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 meaning him, yeah. and me, 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 and only two mentions of Jesus. Tell me in the scriptures, by this shall all men know they are mine, by your body count, or by the notches on your Bible, or by your split tongue. So the thing is, is that, I have to encourage everybody. It's about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus. It will forever be about Jesus. He's worthy of all praise, all honor, all glory. He's worthy of everything. Most of all, he's worthy of our total surrender and total love and total focus. And for that, Sheila, I am so grateful that you love Jesus. I really mean that. I want to give one more word. Oculus, okay? I looked it up. Latin, I, okay? This is interesting. It is known as the French or simply the bullseye, okay? It goes back, obviously, into the third eye. Oculus, which is, again, in Greek mythology, the Cyclops were known for their powers. And by the way, there was a Cyclopean baby born about a month ago, did you see it? The I one did, with the yes. uh, yeah, six fingers, six toes, and one eye. So what we have now is the eye of Horus. We have Lucifer. We have the evil eye. We have the Telehella. That's television, okay? Uh, obviously, I'm going on television. My own, uh, what do you call it, YouTube Roku channel. I'm going to go on with Rick Wiles. And I'm going to do one thing, by the grace of God. I'm going to preach the Bible. I'm going to pray. And I'm not like David. He's a preacher. I'm more of a teacher when I stay coherent, you know. But the thing is, the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, Steve, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? He said, apply it to my people that know not my word. If the foundation of the word of God is in you, there's nothing you can't do. Well, I got that just a couple days ago. Sheila and I thought, wow, Lord, it's so cool when the Lord fitly speaks a word in season. Scripture says how sweet it is, how precious it is, how valuable it is. So now when we've got all the power of hell in its full fury and its full manifestation, if anybody thinks that friendship with the world and Chrislam, that person is not 
following the Lord Jesus Christ, because it's Jesus plus nothing. And when the Pope came out with his statement and showed that little, you know, public, I'm a Buddhist and I love God, blah, blah, blah. What were your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, Mr. Collaboration with the World Religions. Yeah, they're just seeking and meeting God in different ways. Sounds like the Church of Oprah, there's many ways to God. But the New World Pope there, Francis, he contends that all the religions of the world simply represent mankind's diversity in seeking God. It's just, hey, we have different beliefs. Everyone's a child of the same God. I mean, talk about false religion. No one seeks for the true God, Romans 3.11. But there are many who seek after false gods of their own imaginations or religious traditions. The only way to meet with the true God is his way through the one mediator between God and man, the man, Jesus Christ, it says there in First Timothy 2.5. You know, he continues to accelerate the ecumenical agenda to rebuild the religious tower of Babel, as far as I'm concerned, and can really see the prophetic one world religion forming. The children of the true God, they'll have no part of that. And, of course, Time's Man of the Year, Pope to the People, he's a big part of this. And Catholics just relegate me to the depths of the dam when I talk about the Pope. But this guy is a devil. The Vatican system is so corrupt, Steve, on every level. And I was actually really glad that that movie Spotlight won at the Oscars. As everyone knows, I'm not a fan of the Oscars in any way, shape, or form. And of course, you saw Black Lives Matter. They threw out the race card all night. The Oscars were stacked up in the back like the Tower of Babel, you know, worshiping the little golden idol. I get that. And then Leonardo DiCaprio accepted for The Revenant, but he had to make his acceptance about climate change. They don't mind leaving the Oscars in their jet. But here's the theme of all of it. It's gull contempt for Christianity. That's really... That's really the overarching theme. And Allah is the greatest of all deceivers, it says in the Quran, Stephen 354, and that the devil deceived them, it says in Revelation 2010. Allah is the Lord of this world. That's what it says in the Quran. Satan is the God of this world. Second Corinthians tells us there's 99 names of Allah, folks. The most proud, it says in the Quran. Satan was cast out of heaven because of his pride. So if you look at those... Names of Allah, there's Steve, get this, the bringer of death, the destroyer. In the Bible, Satan is the destroyer in 1 Corinthians 10.10. It says, thou shall not kill in Exodus 20 and kill them wherever you find them. The Quran 191 says, so not only did you mention earlier, Steve, did Muslims not contribute anything to the building of America for the first 200 years, they weren't even in America in any significant numbers until the 20th century. But because Satanism is the order of the day, you had a great post the other day about military and witchcraft. Isn't it stunning that financial donations made to the U.S. Air Force Academy forcing cadets to participate in witchcraft and voodoo? So Michael Aquino himself claimed that he reported directly to the Joint Chiefs. So the highest ranking Lieutenant Colonel Michael Aquino was a Church of Satan member. You know, he had all his guys doing remote viewing, mind control with the DIA, the CIA, INSCOM, Signet, NSA. I mean, this is the satanic subversion of the U.S. military, Steve. Well, absolutely. And I was bringing that out years ago, actually 10 years ago, when the Air Force Academy was introducing that stuff. It was fascinating, Sheila, to see exactly what's happening. To the degree that the U.S. military has forsaken the living God, the contemporary military, look at what's happening. Everything is falling apart. 
whether it's the F-35 weapons platform, their guns won't shoot, the pilots can't put in the navigational input necessary for the for the planes to fly. And I know there are a lot of men who worked on it, and it was a good plane, but what you don't understand, gentlemen is and, and ladies, is the fact that a lot of the components were outsourced to China. I mean, even the breathing apparatus in the F-35 was causing pilots to pass out. And yeah. a lot of them got treated for carbon lungs, uh, which is silicosis. And so here's the point. When America turned against God and said, we don't want you, this is not one nation under God anymore. It's a nation sold out to Lucifer. I am tragically brokenhearted over the fact that even those who took an oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, didn't do what had to be done. Now, maybe that was God wouldn't let them. I don't know. But the point is, is now, if the foundations of the military be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The righteous men and women who fought valiantly, gallantly, the ones that are in heaven now, because they fought in the battlefields of a war someplace, the truth coming out about Vietnam, the truth coming out about Iraq, Afghanistan. Notice this, war is big business, okay? And now that the global financial meltdown is underway, you're going to have a global war. Because, again, when I came up with a little statement, you know, and thank you for cataloging all of my thievisms uh, or cueisms, the thing that really didn't set in until recently to those who lost their jobs and stuff, when I said rape, pillage, and plunder, the globalists have taken us under. And I remember, you know, screaming about all of the different trade agreements, NAFTA, GATA, General Agreement Trades and Tariffs. I said, guess what? They've given us the SHAFTA with NAFTA and GATA. <laughs> and, and most people don't get it. Uh, Ross Perot, quoting him when he ran for president, if we don't do something, that giant sucking sound you're going to be hearing is jobs leaving America at a record pace, and, and he didn't say this, but the obvious thing was an American middle class becoming totally destroyed. 6,000 stores closing, and when you talk about Hollywood, Narcissistic Central, that's what the Academy Awards are. By the way, I don't watch them, okay? I read who won for what, you know, and it's so strange that the open worship of Satanism, I talked to a very well-known Hollywood director-producer, okay, one of the only Christian ones, because I don't want to hurt him in any way. He said, Steve, when I come in to work on a project, he said, I have to sleep with my Bible on my chest. The demonic presence in Hollywood, he said, and I've been at this a long time, is like nothing I've ever known. My answer to him was, brother, it's because you were never exposed to what is happening. And isn't it interesting that now we have the carbon dioxide issue in California. We have the methane issue. We've got all of the different faults, F-A-U-L-T-S. You know, the scripture says he takes the wicked in their own devices. So you have all of these people who are worshiping hell, literally getting ready to enter it. I don't know when the things go, Sheila, meaning the fault line, whether it's a San Andreas or whether it's a Juan de Fuca up uh, north off of uh, Washington and Oregon. But I'm telling you this, they are absolutely bringing upon themselves God will give them who they worship. 
And unfortunately, the righteous had better be in prayerful, prayerful consideration. There are places Henry Groover cannot walk and remit their sins because they're so great. One of them is Los Angeles. The other one's San Francisco. I believe, and he hasn't told me this, but I believe the other one is Seattle. Because what's happening is if you look at what's going on in those three cities, they're destined for destruction. Whether Dimitri Dudeman saw it, which he did, uh, Henry Druver, all of them, even the old prophets, the hundred-year-old prophets saw that whole area going under. And the point is, is that there must be, a in the spiritual context, obviously we've seen the scales of justice blind and all that stuff, but there must be the weight of sin. I've tried to calculate this in the physics realm. There must be a spiritual physical connection to where the burden or the weight of sin becomes so great that no underpinning or foundation can support it. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. And there comes a point where there is no return and there is no stopping what's going to unfold. Well, and then on the heels of all that, look at you posted this, a warning of the plague potential from a man-made retrovirus, of course, that Dr. Judy Mikovit, biochemist, cellular, molecular biologist, essentially fired, losing her job because, of course, she came out against it. Then you have the CDC, or as I call them, the hucksters from hell, sending out people to obtain viruses from infected tissue. And the U.S. Army's been complicit in very weird science meets strange occult. Some of their laser weapons are the right out of a sci-fi. But for us as Christians, we need to remember our weapons. People say, well, Sheila, what do you think about all these viruses and weapons? Well, what does Second Corinthians 10 tell us? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down a stronghold. Steve, it is time that people actually get on their knees. Disobedience is huge. It is time for repentance. It is time for people to wake up. We cannot battle this in the flesh, Steve. Nope, it cannot. That's why Pastor Langford and I, what was it, a year ago, Doug Hag would know this, we called people to a multi-week prayer and fasting and praying against the onslaught and slaughter that was coming against the people of God. You know, years ago, Sheila, a real simple equation, God can speak as complexly as he wants, but he always speaks simply. He says, Steve, I-V-N-D. I said, what is that, Lord? Identify, vilify, nullify, destroy. Mm. You understand that the Christians now have been nullified? We're in, and outside of a move of God based on repentance that supersedes Nineveh, I do not see a good outcome. We are in the crosshairs. You know, Sheila, one of the things that bothers me, if you look at all of the appointments under the the entity's uh, appointment list, everybody in positions of power and authority to know every Christian and their entire history uh, intelligence dossier are basically radicals put into those positions of authority. So someone says, well, they can't kill every Christian. You want to bet? Outside of the grace of God, any of us are toast, you know, from one minute to the next. But it's because of his mercy we are not consumed. This is the thing that is astonishing to me, because the whole point of Chrislam, okay, is to fulfill the plan long ago 
by the devil's disciples to merge. I remember I said this and everybody went crazy. I said this 20 years ago. And, and I want to go on record. I do not hate Catholics. I have friends who are Catholics and they really love Jesus. I want to say that. So save your diatribe and your whatever you want to give me. You know, I'm not the one going to confession and you need to go to Jesus. You need to skip the guy you're going to and go directly to the God who can forgive you. There's only one mediator between God and man, and the man Christ Jesus. So if the gentleman who is in the papal throne uh, claims to be the vicar of Christ, how can that be even put in the context of truth? Because he's denying Jesus. He's saying there are multiple ways. He's not declaring Jesus the way, the truth, and the life. He's putting him in the same category with everybody else. And everybody can go to heaven, but they don't have to have Jesus. Excuse me, either Jesus is a liar or that guy's a deceiver. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Then the bottom line is, how can that be even put into a context of being biblically accurate or historically relevant? It can't. So you've got the greatest deception that's ever been loosed. And, and there, Jesus said, there's never been a time like it, nor will be again. And except the days be shortened for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened, there be no flesh left alive. So what I'm saying to everyone, I think we're just about done, out of time, not done. You and I could go on for hours and hours and hours, but the point is simply this. It's all boiling down to your eternal soul, your grandchildren, and, and it's just like this. I just posted this, Sheila. I don't know if you had a chance to see it on my website. Reese Howells, I think you've read his book on intercession. Yeah. How prayer played a role in ending Hitler's reign of death. Yes. I would like to add to that. Only prayer, believing prayer, through the blood of the Lamb, will help us to overcome the final Reich's reign of death that's already happening. Every atrocity, the beheading, the burning the children alive, the selling of human meat in the marked places of Islamic Syria, Every gross thing, children, four-year-olds, seven-year-olds, four-year-olds shooting people in the head, seven-year-olds beheading, disemboweling. People say, I don't like you. You're a bloody man. No, I'm not a bloody man. I'm under the blood of the ultimate man who God sent, who became man, God incarnate, Jesus Christ, to save us from all this. And the gore, okay, the gore factor, the cannibalism, the sexual perversion, bestiality, the bestial bordellos now. There is no end. I once cried out to God, God, is there an end to all this? And he said, Steve, not until I put an end to it. Wow. And I'm telling you, Sheila, it's only, Paul says, the Apostle Paul says, that things are going to wax worse and worse, you know? And now we've got Oculus Rift dividing, and that's where it will be cool to kill Christians will come in. That's where it will be cool, you know, to embrace monsters, to have sex with monsters. Trust me, that's already happening. When I say from the people I've talked to, the chimera-like creations, so perverse in the ramifications and implications, Everything is designed to destroy the beauty, the glory, the magnificence that God created us to be prior to sin. And someone said, how far did man fall? I said, we fell so far that it took the God of heaven, Jesus Christ, to come off his throne, give his life for us. He gave his life. He was not killed on our behalf. He laid his life down to redeem us, to those who would believe that that all that call upon the name of Jesus Christ in repentance will be saved. And listen, for me at this point in my life, thank you for letting me talk so much. 
just because these are things around my heart, Sheila, I know this. I know the people of God need to be taught the empowering Word of God. I absolutely would cherish prayers. I'm maybe a week away from getting our studio. And look, it's, it's a modest studio. It's not going to be a great production. Well, it'll be me, three cameras, my cameraman, my uh, switcher, uh, my technical director, and we're just going to put it out there. And you'll be able to download it any time. It's free, of course. And the thing is, is that I just thank you, Sheila, for your stand. I thank God for you. Don't let those who try and shame you or defame you ever, ever make an effect. And I'm, I'm grateful that you have handled your criticisms a lot better than I have. It's just I've been at it longer and unfortunately, I'm not there yet, okay? <laughs> I'm not there to be able just to turn the other cheek. The point being is this, is that God's working on me, and more people should be worried about how you're going to stand before Jesus Christ if you claim to be a Christian, or if you don't, for all those devils from hell that are listening, then ask yourself this, what happens when you stand before your king, Satan, and basically you find out everything he ever said was a lie? think maybe some eyes will be open. Unfortunately, you'll be in the glow of eternal damnation with a fiery lake on the horizon. Well said, Steve. Where will you spend eternity? That's the question you should be focused on. Steve, you are such a blessing. And I do thank you for your time in coming on the program. And I look forward to you coming back and seeing us soon. Well, Sheila, God bless you, and thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are blessed by her ministry, Sheila's ministry, please stand behind her financially. Look, you're getting something no place else is getting, and you're getting truth, and you're getting life. And Sheila, it's been a delight to be with you today. Until next time, blessings. Blessings to you too, Steve. That was Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. Folks, thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast. We will see you April 1st. Good night, and God bless.